0: Welcome to Some Coding Required, a podcast from Twilio SendGrid about all things open source. Today's AMA is How do you encourage new contributors to make that first PR? First, I would start with a contributing.md in the root of your project and lay out what it is that's required in order to make a contribution. I'd also make sure that in the README itself, you make it clear that you are accepting contributions and that you are first-timer friendly. In some repos I've seen a first-timers.md where it explains how to make a first pull request in a very detailed manner. Also, making sure that the issues that you have in your repository are very well defined, that you make some acceptance criteria that shows exactly how this uh, PR can get merged. And also, give the contributor some guidance on where in the code things should be changed. That way, um, you can get them to go faster. Also, make sure that you use uh, first timer friendly labels for example, you can have a label that says first timer, easy, up for grabs, and so on. If you wish to ask us a question, uh, reach out to us with hashtag SumCodingRequired on Twitter, or you can email us at SomeCodingRequired@singrid.com, at syngrid.com, and we'll be happy to include your question in the show. Thank you. For this week in open source, our project is Gatsby.js. It is an amazing platform that we use at Twilio SendGrid for our open source documentation. It's from their website. Gatsby lets you build blazing fast websites with your data, whatever the source and you can liberate your sites from legacy CMSs and fly into the future. So if you wanna do modern web tech without the headache, Gatsby is what you need. It's got a React.js front-end, Webpack, modern JavaScript, CSS, and more, and it's all set up and waiting for you to start building. So go to gatsbyjs.org and see what you could build. Happy hacking. Today, our deep dive on an open source topic is going to be uh, about Gatsby.js, where we'll have a conversation with Jason Lingstorf and Kaylin Sigler and Justin Hall. Uh, so let's get started with a quick introduction to Kaylin and Justin as they introduce their LX team.
1: Hi, so for LX, it stands for Learning Experience, and here at SendGrid, we're in charge of our documentation, particularly the developer documentation, and then we also are in charge of the general learning experience. How are people interacting with us, learning about us, and getting better at our product? So for for our new uh, documentation site called our Knowledge Center, we partnered with Justin's team, which is the website team, and we used Gatsby.js to build out our site. So I'm Kaylin Sigler, and I'm in charge of developer documentation here at CentGrid.
2: My name is Justin Hall, and I am a senior web developer on the UI UX team.
0: Awesome! Thank you so much, Uh, Kaylin and Justin.
1: We had we've always had our docs open source, but we were using uh, Tracel, which is you know like your pretty standard static site generator. Uh, And we were just when we were looking to design our new site. uh, we were just looking for something a little bit more modern. Jekyll was very good, but we wanted something great. And it also helps that Gatsby is based on React, which is uh, what our UI front end is based on. So we could use a lot of the same UI components as well.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, like like Kaylin said, uh, we use React uh, pretty much across all the teams here. So that was that was a big pull um, for, for reaching for React. Um, it also... Uh, by the time the project had come to me, uh, a number of the, uh, product designers that had done some research on, um, some of the user experience uh, problems within the doc site had already sort of played around with Gatsby. Um, and then, you know, uh, it, it, was very simple for me to get going with. Um, I didn't have a whole lot of experience with it. Um, their docs were, were easy to, to use, um, and, uh, the LX team seemed pretty excited about it.
1: It's fast, which was um, really cool.
2: Yeah, um, and then of course the uh, the component nature of React made it a lot easier for uh, some of our uh, we're, we're blessed with some technical designers as well. Um, so it made it real easy for them to to dive into the code, uh, you know, locate the the, the components uh, style sheet and and contribute on sort of the UI surface layer. Um, so really by the time it came to me, it, it, despite having, you know, a, a large say in, uh, um, what technologies we used, um, the decision was fairly easy at that point. You were
1: excited. Yeah.
2: And I was excited. (laughs) Um, yeah. And there was really not, not a whole lot of friction. Um, by the time we, we decided to, uh, move forward with
0: Gatsby. Excellent, thank you. I've certainly noticed uh, a lot of awesomeness with the new docs and I've heard lots of things in the community relating to both the speed and usability. So we're all very happy here about that. And Jason, one of the things we all noticed was how the Gatsby project really is a very welcoming community, very user-friendly, very open. And I think the audience would like to learn a little bit about how you achieve that result and some advice to other maintainers who are trying to be more inclusive and welcoming to the open source community. Sure.
3: Kind of what informed our whole thing is we, we've we always been a, an open source project that is based around an excellent community, which is the React community. When Gatsby started back in 2015, there was just Kyle, React was new, GraphQL was new, and he was excited about these technologies and wanted to push forward with them. And as the communities have kind of grown and evolved and become these real powerhouses in, in development today we started to see people naturally come into Gatsby and we also realized that like the only reason that Gatsby has been able to succeed is because the community has rallied around it so we wanted to make sure that we were we were doing everything in our power to bring more people in and especially around this idea of like we want people to participate especially people who aren't typically comfortable participating. So we thought, how can we make Gatsby the perfect place for a first-time open-source contributor without taking anything away from people who are, uh, I guess what you would call like advanced contributors? So we, um, we kind of formulated all of this around this mantra of you belong here. And every single person who comes to our repo is... They should be there. There's somebody who belongs in the open source community. There's somebody that we want around. There's somebody that we want to participate. And so every decision that we make is based off of that assumption. And that's how we write our docs. That's how we write our our pull request reviews and our issues is really targeted toward this idea of every single person who shows up, we want them to be part of our community. And, um, and, that's, uh, I, 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 and that's kind of a, a really kind of hand-wavy answer, but... It really is like our guiding philosophy there.
0: Excellent. As you all know, we um, are just in the tail end of Hacktoberfest as we record this. And one of the things that Kalen has done very well for our documentation repository is have a very uh, good, welcoming uh, procedure for those that are new to open source. Do you mind uh, talking a little bit about that, Kalen, how how you um, wrote that first-timers doc and to specifically contribute that first time contributor.
1: Yeah, so since we have such a great community, we see our docs repo as a great opportunity to kind of give back to the community by really encouraging, you know, like Jason said those people who traditionally are necessarily don't necessarily feel welcome and open source. So there's two things that we do that I think uh, just kind of make all the difference for first-timers. Is, and one is that first-timers uh, document, and in addition to our contributing uh, document, we've written this step-by-step exactly how you can go in and uh, edit a page in our documentation and submit that as a pull request. Um, and the second thing that we did, and we've especially optimized on this year, was how we're writing our issues. Um, I think you can not have a lot of the other components that make a great open source repo, but if you have really well-written issues that communicate really clearly exactly what you are looking for, uh, for people to contribute, uh, the that kind of makes all the difference and you get a lot of interaction and questions and um, a lot of good uh, contributions uh, when you ask for really specific things.
3: That is easily the most effective thing that, that, you can do in your issues. Every single time that we take the time to write an issue that says here's what we need, here's what done looks like, and here's where you need to look to solve it, it gets picked up within hours and typically
0: solved the same day.
1: Yeah, same with us.
0: Well, wow, I really like that last piece about Here's where you need to go to solve it. I think that's something that we had forgotten to add in in the early days of um, Hacktoberfest. And it caused confusion on both ends, on the contributor trying to figure out where to go. And then also on our end, um, the extra work of having to to rethink these things um, mm-hmm. outside of the moment. Uh, did you um, participate in Hacktoberfest this year, Jason? We did, yeah. Um,
3: Gatsby did a, a pretty hefty effort toward Hacktoberfest. And um, we saw just a, a really excellent response. We had, I think, 150 new contributors over the month of October, which is uh, double our numbers for, uh, for the previous month. And a really good portion of those were Hacktoberfest contributions. So it, um, it was a very, very fun, very worthwhile effort on our part.
1: And you guys were, uh, we were going back and forth on the leaderboard for most repos contributed to. We were always right there with Gatsby.js and we (laughs) switched a couple of times. It was really cool because it felt really, you know, we're a Gatsby site. They, you know, you guys were right up there. It felt like a cool combination.
0: No, that's great. (laughs) That's great. Um, Jason, what would you say would be the, the top three suggestions you'd give to someone who is thinking about participating in Hacktoberfest as a maintainer?
3: Be ready for the amount of work that you're about to do because <laughs> it is it is not trivial to um, write those issues. It's not trivial to review the code that comes in. It's not trivial to like be welcoming to a bunch of people who are potentially first-time contributors. Doing that in a way that doesn't feel dismissive or uh, potentially condescending if you're in a rush and don't have time to formulate a good response, those those sorts of things are really challenging. And, and we had two people working almost full time for the entire month of, of October, almost exclusively writing and closing and, and reviewing issues from Hacktoberfest. So that's, that's one. Uh, the other one would be uh, really really focus on the clarity of the issues. You know, Like I said, make, make sure that you know, what is it that you're trying to accomplish? What does it look like when it's done? And that should be a true false acceptance criteria. And then provide as much context as you can. If somebody has to Google throughout the rest of your docs or the rest of your repo, to learn enough to be able to accomplish the, the task and the issue, then they're most likely not going to do it. But if you give somebody like, hey, we need to accomplish this thing, you're going to have to look in this file and this file and, and like work out the logic to make this thing happen, somebody will do it. They, they just typically have a hard time knowing where to start because they lack that context. Those are those are probably the two biggest ones. I don't know if I have a third.
0: That's excellent. Thank you so much, Jason. What would you say to those who are thinking about being a contributor to Hacktoberfest like um, now, now having gone through the process of being um, a heavy maintainer, how do you think they can make the experience better?
3: Definitely look for, look for things like contributor docs, look for things like style guides. Um, a lot of the things that will help you get started have been written down. And so if, uh, if the, if the repo maintainers have taken the time to write up onboarding docs, take the time to follow them. It it shows a level of investment. It shows a level of respect for the, the time working on, the, the people working on the project. And and it shows that you're like there to be a member of the community and not somebody who is looking for, say, free tech support or a free T-shirt, you know? It's, um, it, it really shows when somebody just puts in a little bit of effort, uh, and that tends to make the experience much more enjoyable for the people maintaining. And it makes you that much more likely to, like, will will help you first if you're, you know, if you're a, a very pleasant, well-prepared maintainer, you know, people are going to be excited to work with you versus somebody who maybe shows up and is very obviously hasn't read the docs, hasn't read the the how to submit um, instructions and, and just kind of send something in with like, hey, I'm here for my free Hacktoberfest T-shirt.
0: Yeah, I think uh, uh, one of the Microsoft repos, somebody, that, that was their PR. It was some text that said, send me my swag. <laughs> so. yes, I should have taken a
1: screenshot of it. We got that one more than once.
0: <laughs> That's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, we got a couple of those too. <laughs> yeah, I would like to know as far as uh, what's going to excite people that have uh, or that are current users of Gatsby.js within the next coming months. Lots of things. So we we just implemented experimental theme support.
3: There's a, a blog up on the Gatsby.js.org site now that kind of goes into detail about how to use that. It's been built by uh, Chris Biscardi, who is a brilliant engineer, um, and it effectively gives us the ability to kind of share configuration for a Gatsby site. So right now you use a starter, and then after you've modified that starter, you can't. You you would have to like back out your changes to get an updated version of the starter. With this theme spec, it makes config compa- uh, uh, composable. So if you have like a base, starter you can then extend that in your personal site but if we update the the starter upstream you can then pull those changes in and get those benefits without having to manually migrate which is a a really big gain for us and we think it'll be a huge a huge shift in the way that people are able to build starters and themes for gatsby because now we can share uh we can share things and compose them and this kind of goes beyond what uh what you were able to do with something like WordPress themes where like a WordPress theme is kind of the whole website. Um, what these Gatsby themes will allow you to do is actually have like, well, I have a blog. And so I want a blog set, like setup that I can pull in. And then I also want e-commerce so I can pull in this e-commerce theme and compose that with the blog theme. And then I also have docs. So I'm going to pull in the docs theme and compose that. And then you have these three base themes and your your site is just customization on top of that. And all three of them can be independently updated under the hood. So it's a really powerful, really cool cool model that should enable some, what I think will be really incredible things um, in the the days to come. Um, We're also working on our first product, which I'm really excited about, which is called Gatsby Preview. And the goal with Gatsby preview is for somebody who is not a developer to be able to see live updates to a Gatsby site without having to install and run a local version of the of the software. Um, so there are more details uh, on our blog if you wanna read those, and we'll have a, a, a beta coming up sometime soon, so watch for that announcement if, if that's something that's interesting to you. Those are probably the, the two biggest, oh, no, there's a third one that I'm, this is probably the thing I'm the most excited about. Uh, our swag store, we've just started launching, um, some new swag. So we've got hoodies and hats and things like that, but here coming up pretty soon, we're going to have custom pajama pants that we're calling freelance pants. And I am so happy about this. It's the best thing. It's, it's honestly, this is the pinnacle of my career.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. Uh, definitely have to check that out. (laughs) Um, and Justin, uh, just, uh, final question here if um you had a a genie is there any things that you wish that gatsby gatsby would implement um in the future
2: you know um i spoke to their marketing manager at one point and uh we spoke fairly in depth about the uh the preview
0: mm. uh,
2: which uh, would be very helpful for us here at SendGrid, uh, seeing as we have many uh, stake- stakeholders involved in, um, you know, publishing some parts of our uh, online presence. Um, especially uh, some less technical folks in the marketing department. Mm-hmm. And asking them to sort of, or to take away something that they already have is sort of a, is a hard argument to um, to make even mm-hmm. even if there's advantages on the other side, whereas um, a preview would 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 really help in this instance.
1: Yeah, our marketing site is currently WordPress, right? Mm-hmm. And so I think that's uh, we'd like to be able to move it over, but until we can get kind of those non technical people to be able to you know s- preview stuff, uh, it's going to be difficult.
2: Soon. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yes. <laughs> Very nice. Jason, is there anything else you'd like to share with our audience of open source enthusiasts before we um, part ways?
3: I mean, on the the heels of Hacktoberfest. So Hacktoberfest is over, which means that you can't get your Hacktoberfest T-shirt. But Gatsby, uh, we do have a swag store and we offer free swag to all of our contributors. So any pull request that you send, we will give you a coupon code to redeem for one of our items of swag in the store. So we'd love to have you. We'd love to have you involved in our community. Love to have you as a contributor. And if you're not sure about how to start, we also over offer um, open source contributor pairing hours. So one of the core members of our team will jump on a, an hour-long screen share with you, and you can pair program through your first contribution. Uh, You can find more details about that in our docs under the contributing section if you're interested.
1: Wait, so what do we have to do to get freelance pants? (laughs)
3: Uh, So freelance pants are going to be part of our level two swag, which means you have to make five pull requests.
1: Okay.
3: Ah,
0: I like that strategy.
1: (laughs) I think we've both already made some pull requests on Gatsby, so I think this might work out.
3: Excellent. Yeah, and and this is actually the first time I've talked about the the multi level swag. So you heard it here first.
0: Yeah, I think we're going to steal that. That's excellent. (laughs) (laughs) Please do. Yes,
3: and our whole store, like the store, the API that powers it, it's all open source. So we we like feel free to steal it wholesale.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That is that is so cool. What you're doing to for the community is really amazing. This uh, ability to do a one-hour um, pair programming, that's, that's magical. I, I really can't believe that you actually do that. That is so cool. Uh, <laughs> awesome. You're, you're a, a example for others to follow for sure. And we appreciate you joining us here on Some Coding Required. And you're definitely welcome back. Uh, hopefully, we will see you soon. And to everyone listening, happy hacking. For our DX Automator update, just a reminder: it's an open source tool that you can find at github.com/singrid/dx-automator. Its purpose is to help you manage multiple repositories. So if you maintain more than one repo, this tool will help you manage all of that. One of the things that we've added post Hacktoberfest is some additional reporting features there to make it a little bit easier to report up your progress. We've also migrated to the GitHub API v4 and uh, using the GraphQL, and it's uh, working really nicely. Also, we've added an examples directory where you can see how to get a list of all of the pending code reviews, new incoming issues that haven't been labeled yet, and any follow-ups where people are waiting for you to respond to them. Also, right now, what we're working on is a dashboard, which is built in React. It's its own separate service that consumes the other services via API. And the first goal is to get that triage information, the code reviews, incoming issues and follow-ups in a nice easy dashboard. So you can quickly get a lay of the land and see what's next. So we look forward to your contributions and your feedback. Just head on over to the repository. We have a link in the show notes and let us know what you wanna see next. today's episode is brought to you by Signal Conference. Twilio's customer and developer conference is coming up August 6th through 7th and it's going to be packed with product announcements, insights from industry-leading visionaries, and more. Reserve your ticket today at a super early bird price. Go ahead and head on over to the show notes to find the link and we hope to see you there.